Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad to be back with you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Today, we are going to get into the Word again, and my beloved is here with us. Welcome, honey. Thank you so much for spending this time in the Word with us, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of your walk with Jesus Christ. It is important to God, and it is something that we don't take lightly, and it's important to us as well. So before we get started, let's open up in prayer. Father, we love you and we thank you in the almighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just exalt you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are greater than anything and everyone. And we say that you are Lord in our lives, that your grace is sufficient and your power is enough to take care of any and everything that pertains to life and godliness that you've already blessed us with. All the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Lord, I just ask you to guard the hearts and minds of your people today and minister your truth to them, Lord. Minister your love, your compassion, your tender mercies, and your loving kindness to them. And I surround them with your faith and with love and your hope, Jesus Christ. These three remain, faith, hope, and love, and love does not fail. So I just thank you, Lord, for upholding them by the word of your power, ensuring that they reach the destiny that you have for them. Give them peace of mind and let their hope and their trust be resting and vested in you, Lord, firmly planted, rooted and grounded in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and on your word. Thank you for their health and their well-being. Um, Holy Spirit, I just welcome you to quicken their mortal bodies, to give them strength where they are weak, give them instruction, wisdom, might, and counsel so that they are able to do all things that you've called them to, Lord. And I just thank you for the ministering spirits that are ministering to them here and now, Lord, in the almighty name of Jesus, carrying out your will and your perfect will and your word concerning each and every one of your children, Lord. I thank you for their love for you, cause it to grow, and we just cast bind in the name of Jesus and cast out the devil in every place that he's hiding, every trap that he set for your children. We cancel those wicked assignments right now in your almighty name, Lord Jesus, and we command that the just as your word says, the adversary will fall into that trap himself. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. We thank you for your liberty that sets us free. And we thank you that your word is going forth exactly the way that you want it to go forth in accuracy, clarity, Lord, might and power in the almighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for the signs and wonders following. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. All right. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about obedience. We're still working in the chain of command for the kingdom of God. And this episode is about obedience. So I just want to tell you, if we sound a little bit tired, (laughs) glory to God, we had to celebrate. We had the privilege of celebrating an important birthday today. And um, we're, you know, getting on with the word of God. But if we sound a little bit tired, that's just because we're, we are letting the grace that God supplies carry us. So, you know, we just encourage you to do the same. And we thank you for your love and your grace towards us. And we are going to walk in the faith that God has given us and the grace of his word to get this done today. Okay, so we're going to talk about a few points. Um, The main point, you've heard us talk about this before, is that obedience is what separates us from the adversary. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about 
um, several steps working in the chain of command, understanding the order of the chain of command, what it is, how it works, what our role is. And now, because we've learned, we spend so much time learning about the kingdom of God and what it means to choose him and then continue our choice, we also have to understand what keeps us connected and causes the word of God and the power and the might of God and the spirit of God to have free reign in our lives and to be effective so that we become and we are consistently the effective warrior that God wants us to be. So we talked about the Godhead, how there is divine unity, fellowship, um, harmony, and uh, willing submission within the Godhead, not subjugation, but divine submission to the order that the Father has set forth. So Christ has a choice, Holy Spirit has a choice, and their choice is to submit to the divine order that the Father has set. So we're going to look at that because as he is in this world, so are we. That means Christ sets the pattern and the example that comes from the fullness of the Godhead, but Christ is the reflection of God that we see. And um, he said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He said this many times where they said, show us the father. And he said, well, have I been so long with you that you still don't understand this? If you've seen me, you've seen the father. And the scripture also tells us that in Christ, the fullness of the Godhead dwells and he is the physical representation of the fullness of the Godhead. So he's our example. And so we take our cues from him, not giving him cues to follow. He sets the tone and we follow course. So honey, did you have something you wanted to add in there? No, I was just going to say, let's get to the scripture. So, so everyone can see that. Okay. In action. All right. So the first scripture we should go over is John 14, we'll read verses 10 through 12. Okay. Which says... Oh, actually, start at verse 9, honey, because that just covers okay. kind of what I mentioned. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak in my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Amen. Okay, do you want to read our next scripture, darling? Sure. Let's go to, also in John, chapter 16. And we will begin in verse, well, let's begin in verse 12. Okay. 12 through 14, or 15, excuse me. It says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes... Speaking of the Holy Spirit, of course. Mm-hmm. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. 
Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Amen. So there's two examples right there. Mm -hmm. So we see Christ saying, I follow the Father's lead, and I'm here based on the Father's instructions to me, and I follow and I'm submitted Mm -hmm. to the authority of the Father to do exactly what the Father wants me to do and sent me to do, and moment by moment commands me to do. Amen. And then also, Holy Holy Spirit Spirit does the same thing. He does not talk from his own perspective. He does not lead based on what he thinks should happen, but he submitted to the Father. And the Father has said that he placed all things under Christ's feet. So Holy Spirit points us to Christ to receive salvation and honors the role that the Son has. He doesn't usurp it. He doesn't alter it. He doesn't try to draw anyone away from it, but he stays um, right in that perfect alignment what belongs to the Father through the Son, He makes known to us. So, so remaining submitted to the divine order that the Father has set. Do you have some thoughts on that, honey, you want to share with us? Uh, well, just you see how everything lines up. So, and, and I'll say there's another example that you also have in Moses, right? Because we're looking at this from a, a top-down perspective. Mm-hmm. In chain of command. Everything always starts at the top mm-hmm. and works its way down. Amen. There is no substitute. It doesn't go from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Orders, that is. Mm-hmm. Information as to what the, the troops on the ground, mm-hmm. um, the ones that are in the weeds, right? actually mm-hmm. on the battlefield, if you will, they report what's happening, and that flows back up the chain of command. So that way, the ones at the top make the call and the choice, the decisions, on what needs to happen based on all the other information they have coming in. Amen. And it is vital. But then in, in obedience, we have a role in this. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I bring up Moses. In Exodus 34, it talks about how, oh, and, and I bring up Moses because, right, it says, Scripture tells us that Moses was faithful in the Lord's house, but mm-hmm. Christ's faithful in all of the Lord's house. Right. Christ was faithful in his own house. Exactly. Moses was faithful in the Lord's house. That's, yes, That's right. thank you. Okay. So, but in Exodus 34, there's a very interesting thing when it talks about Moses' face shining. Okay. Right, and it talks about how he would put on the veil when he would be around the presence of the people. But when he'd go into the house of the Lord, he would take it off, right? And then when he would come out of the presence of the Lord... He would put on the veil, right? But it says something very interesting in here. It you're, says that... You're in Exodus 34, what verse? Uh, we're going to start... Uh, actually, I'll, I'll start in verse 29. Okay. And, and I'll read through uh, 33. Right? It says, mm-hmm. It came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him, talking about the Lord. Mm-hmm. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation turned to him, and Moses spoke to them. After all the sons of Israel came near, and he commanded them to do everything the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, 
He put a veil over his face. So it's very interesting in this. And actually, you know, we'll continue because okay. just to, we'll continue to the end of the chapter because we need to get the whole, the whole thing here to understand it. Sure. So we'll continue verse 34. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take off the veil until he came out. And whenever he came out and spoke to the sons of Israel, what he had been commanded. Mm-hmm. The sons of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. So Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him. So going back in to speak to the Lord. So I, I don't know if everybody heard what we just read, because the emphasis appears to be on Moses' face and how his skin is shining, right? But there's a very important part that, that we need to understand, and it says it in there twice. When he came down from the mountain, he spoke all that the Lord commanded him. Mm-hmm. When he would go back in with the tent of meeting and, and convene with the Lord, or um, have fellowship with the Commune Lord, with communion, uh-huh, thank you. Uh-huh. And then he would come back out. Mm-hmm. He again would share... Not everything that they spoke about, what the Lord had commanded him for mm-hmm. the people. Amen. So there's three examples we have now: the Godhead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, who says, "I don't say anything on my own initiative, mm-hmm. but the Father gives me a command as what to say or what to speak." Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing with Holy Spirit. Nothing of His own initiative. Mm-hmm. And then now, same here, the human perspective or the human cooperation mm-hmm. with the divine order alignment chain of command is what did the lord command us mm-hmm. so here moses as a also a, a representative a type and a shadow as a you know a prophet of the lord is saying what the lord commanded him to say amen so you see that obedience factor and obedience is important vital, especially in the chain of command, especially in the military, as it pertains to the relationship with the Lord, is it is the culmination or demonstration of our love for the Lord, mm-hmm. of our faith in Him, and, and I'll say our hope, which is really looking at the future, further demonstrating our trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. how much trust or faith we have mm-hmm. towards Him and Him towards us. Amen. So just... Putting those those things together, so we can see our place and our role in this as well. Not just understand this is how the chain of command works, the, the obedience factor that's required, but also our role in this. It's not just for the God; it's not just the top down. Mm-hmm. We have a, a role, a part to play as God's warriors, as mighty men and women of valor for the Lord's end time army. Amen. Amen. So if we could think of it this way, God is the power source and we have to stay connected. So we're the light bulb. God has no problems with us being a light bulb, but the light bulb has to remember that it has to remain connected properly (laughs) to the power source in order for the light to flow. And so for us, remembering what the correct order is, God, then us. And as his people, we follow his commands. And like you said, he sees the whole battlefield. He knows the, the past, pa- present, and future, and he's everywhere all at once. And so 
naturally that would make sense that he would call all the shots and right. give give the orders. And just understanding that God, while we are free moral agents, we're to submit our free will to him to do his will, right? We saw that in Christ, and we've talked about that before. Um, but also that God, he does want to know what is on your heart. He does want you to communicate with him. He doesn't want you just to be silent or feel like I'm a robot. And and actually, if you have that kind of perspective, it means your heart's wrong towards the Lord anyway. And that's something you need to bring back and then put yourself in proper order to be willingly submitted to the Godhead and understanding that he has the right to command you because you said he is your Lord and because he died for you and he's mm-hmm. loved you and bought you with the price. He has a right to do that. And that's your willing the least you could do, right? The, your willing <laughs> service is to obey him. Um, but understanding that for us as warriors, we observe what's happening in the world around us. And then we use our prayer requests and our intercession to send reports back to the father. So then he can command us or direct us in what to pray. And don't be afraid of that word command. I love the commandments of the Lord. I love Amen. for God to command me. And it's not like he's being a dictator or forceful, even though if he wanted to do that, he could, but he's never approached in that way. That's mm-hmm. not who our God is. That's not his character. He entreats us, but it is an instruction. It is a command. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. That's a that's a safe place for us. But when he sends down the information, it's for us to go, okay, yes, yes, sir, I received that. And then also report what things are happening. If you say, um, you know, Lord, the adversaries moving in this arena, or what do you say about this? That's perfectly fine. God wants to hear the report. First of all, that he's right and he's righteous, but he wants us to communicate with him just from the proper perspective. Well, and, and here's the thing with that, right? No military can function. No, no unit can function without having the proper information or, or you would say intel. Mm-hmm. You need good information. It needs to be current. It needs to be, you know, spot on. So you understand what type of environment you're walking in, but also what to do to have a successful mission, operation, whatever it is that you're conducting. I'll tell you, there's no bad intel. There's no bad info from the Lord. Amen to that. It's right? accurate. His ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. He knows everything. He's omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Amen. And from, it goes from victory to victory, which is, glory to this God. is why. Exactly. And just a a point of reference, go look up um, when you have some free time, Elisha. Mm -hmm. And when there was a king that was trying to come against um, Israel or Judah and Elisha, the Lord would reveal the plans and the strategies of the enemy (laughs) opponent to Elisha. And Elisha would tell the king and the adversarial king would get upset because he could not surprise Israel or Judah, um, I don't remember which one, which um, they were divided at that time. But, right. um, you know, which segment you, but of you the kingdom it, it was. Right, exactly. Um, but the Lord kept revealing the plans of the adversary, and they kept having victory, and the adversary could not overpower them or surprise them because the prophet kept telling all the secrets. And it wasn't because the prophet was so awesome. Love Elisha as a brother in Christ, but it, the power does not lie with him. It lies with our Heavenly Father, which even our Master and our Lord and Savior said it's the Father. Absolutely. Doing the work. So we respect that. Okay, so we have to maintain our place in the kingdom, which is submitted to the divine order. When we talked about initially what 
caused Satan or Lucifer to fall, it was because ultimately, like if you just boiled it down to the most simple thing, he did not want to remain submitted to the divine order. He left his heavenly abode, which is what the scripture says, and and the angels that went with them left their abode mm-hmm. and pursued them trying to be God or overthrowing God. So, so can we say it another way? Sure. From a different scripture? He that knows what's right to do and does not do it, to him it's sin. So the opposite of obedience is disobedience, choosing to be in opposition. Amen. That's the, sin. And that severs you from exactly. the kingdom flow, because the kingdom flows with obedient servants. As you notice, Satan got kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. That did not stand, and his the, the and Lord divided and separated. separated from the Lord. Exactly. We talked about that um, way back at the beginning. Okay. Now, as a part of this, we have to follow his command to the answer because God does not lie. It's an impossibility, uh, Hebrews tells us, that God can lie. It's a, It will never happen. So that means on the opposite of that or the other side of that coin is he always tells the truth. He is truth. Amen. His word is truth. Jesus said, I've given them your word. Your word is truth. Um, so there is no variation or shadow of turning in God. So he's always going to tell us the answer, but we have to ask. We have to make room in our lives, our thought processes in our mind to invite him in and keep an awareness that we are subject to him. That's the same thing that the centurion in the gospels said to the Lord um, in Matthew, I believe that's chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Um. But the centurion showed that example of submitting himself or placing himself under the authority of Christ. That's why Christ was so impressed with him, not because he understood military things per se, because there were other people who understood military things, but this one who understood submitted himself to the authority and the dominion of Christ. So we maintain our stance there. Um, Understand this about the Lord as well, is that he always speaks to the root cause. He is not interested in simply dealing with superficial manifestations or superficial fruit. Um, let's take a look at Mark 11, verses 12 through 14, to examine this a little more closely. Okay. So this is Jesus when he makes his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves for Bethany with the 12th, right? It says, on the next day, when they had left Bethany... He became hungry, seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Mm-hmm. Amen. So um, if your mind says, Wow, Jesus, you were so harsh. Stop that. Bind that up in the almighty name of Jesus. That is a sign of immaturity and a lack of understanding. So don't indulge that kind of thinking because it's carnal, carnally based. And um, we're proceeding into the mind of Christ and seeing things the way that he does. So what we learned about the Lord in that um, section, you may have heard it referred to as Jesus cursed the fig tree, but he did not. He didn't throw curse words at it. He didn't say, mm-hmm. you know, he never said bad. the word curse you. Right. Exactly. He didn't, but he spoke to the root of the tree. And we know that because it says the tree dried it by the what? By the root. Okay. Actually, uh, we can 
read that. It's in verse 20 of that same chapter. It says, as they were passing by in the morning, mm-hmm. when they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up, being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree with which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Uh, we can just stop there. <laughs> Amen. So this is something that we've also mentioned um, in previous episodes. Don't let your mind's eye be distracted by what seems spectacular, but keep your focus on God. Amen. Keep your f- focus on what the Lord is focusing on and what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing and moving. He's, Jesus was teaching us about how he operates, how the Godhead operates. He didn't say, there's no trees on you, there's no fruit on you, why did you lie? And he didn't say any of those things. Mm -hmm. He said, let no man eat of you hereafter. And what does that tell us? What instruction should we gather from that? Is that Jesus put this tree in its proper place. This is what, how the Godhead saw that tree. Not what it looks like to human flesh, because you saw, um, was that Peter that was talking to him? Um, Peter was impressed and carried away by the fancy of it, not paying attention to the character and nature of our God. Mm-hmm. So we looked at in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, verse 45, where it refers to the Messiah as the last Adam. And I'll just read that. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it says, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So now if you are walking with him and you're paying attention and your eyes are focused on him and your heart is in tune and you love to know the character and the nature of your God, you'll see him moving. He gave life in this situation mm-hmm. by putting things in their proper order and their proper array because he's God and there is no other. The father said this to him, and that's what he carried out, because we've already discovered that he didn't do anything unless the father told him to do it. Absolutely. And this is how the father saw that tree. This is God's creation. He has the right to disclose what it is or what it is not. Mm -hmm. He has the right to dictate what its condition currently is and what it should be, and to judge accordingly to his perspective. Well, which is also why the apostle Paul writes later, and he says... He reminds us, I'll just say us because it's written for all, but especially mm-hmm. us, be instant, in season, and out of season. So how does that relate to elite warrior, God's warriors, the elite force mm-hmm. for his end time army? There's no break. There's no rest. We always have to be ready, vigilant, on guard, on guard, sober-minded, alert, in or ready to operate. Right? This it says, "Oh, it wasn't in season," but the master came looking. Hey, can I use you? Do you have anything? All right. Let's go back, if you will, towards the beginning. When we were talking about David's mighty men of valor. Oh, beginning of the series. The beginning of the mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. All they did was hear the heart of King David, mm-hmm. what he desired, and they were gone to go get it. Mm-hmm. No command, no, just same here. Here we have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords 
the commander of the in the Lord of Hosts, commander mm-hmm. of heavenly mm-hmm. armies and mm-hmm. the Lord of Hosts, checking. Hey, do you have anything? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything for me? Can I get you to do something or give me something? Or and this tree had Fulfill nothing. Fulfill your purpose. To, exactly, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't in the the season. And, and I say that so we can examine ourselves and go, hey, am I? always ready for the Lord to use me as he has need. Amen. And, and that's what it takes to, as part of being one of God's warriors, his elite warriors, his elite force Amen. for his end time army. Amen. Amen. Not, not, I've got to wait months and years to get ready. Or after I'm done we with just what remain. I want to do, then I'll serve you or none of exactly. those things. We remain ready to operate. Amen. And something about David's mighty men, uh, those those ones that went to get him the water mm-hmm. that he was talking to himself or, you know, pining before the Lord about, he wasn't speaking to them directly. They had their ears inclined to hear his voice. Absolutely. And our ears, because we have such a great high priest, we have someone so much more worthy than David, even though we appreciate him being a vessel used by the Lord and a, our brother in Christ, a forerunner, if you will, in some regards. Mm-hmm. We have so much greater witness in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Lord, our Lord and Savior, how much more worthy is he for us to incline our ears? So that is a, a characteristic and a, um, a sh- character um, development that we've been working on actually in the labs Asking Amen. Holy Spirit, being obedient to how he's guiding you and being obedient in everything. And all the things that we've been working on in the lab are in support of us cultivating our love for God, but our our dependence on him, but also our understanding and our willingness to incline our ear to him at all times. So that so we, are, we are ready um, it's to... It's becoming a lifestyle. Amen. Not just something you pick up and put down as you're getting ready to go to... Mm-hmm. Your church, your congregation. Mm-hmm. Put your Jesus and, hat on real quick, and right? then take it off when you <laughs> when you're leaving the parking lot. Mm-hmm. No, no, we remain vigilant. We remain ready, or Amen. in a state of readiness. Amen. Um, so back to uh, God always speaks to the root cause, and the connection between Jesus as the last Adam. Let's take a look at as something that's very specific in how we are to fellowship with him, but to flow with him and to function with him as his his children, as believers, but in particular as his warriors. Um, back in Genesis chapter 1, and we can go look there. I think it's Genesis chapter 1, maybe Genesis chapter 2. When the Lord, after the Lord created man, I think it was chapter 2, after he created the man and he placed them in the garden, um... In verse 19 of chapter 2, it says, um, out, of the gar- out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Mm-hmm. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So there is a concept here and that's something that the, the Lord took great lengths and time to actually get this to penetrate my my human <laughs> perspective yes. and um, just the environmental training that I had grown up in growing up as a, a carnal human being. It took time for me to get this concept. But the last Adam, 
our job is to bring everything in our life and let it pass before him or parade before him, right? Present it to him. And then whatever he says about it, that's what it is. is. So for this fig tree that he looked at in Mark, he said, you are let no one eat here from you hereafter. That's your name. Because that's mm-hmm. what the father said, and that was the condition in the state that was appropriate for that fig tree, regardless of what any human thinks about it, regardless of what it looked like, regardless of what we feel about it or emotions, whatever Jesus says, that is absolutely the truth. It is absolutely the answer, and it will absolutely um, resolve what is going on. So we are not able as humans to judge for ourselves anyone's heart anyone's thoughts, anyone's futures, um, future or the, the um, motives of anybody or any situation, we are not able to see into it, into that depth, which mm-hmm. is why he's the head, right? Amen to that. <laughs> Literally the, the head part of the body, but also in charge of the body. He is mm-hmm. both. Um, he has eternal sight. His eyes are the ones going to and fro throughout the whole earth. He is the one who's omnipotent and omnipresent. He is the one seated at the right hand of the Father, right? And the fullness of the Godhead, there is no wisdom or counsel against God. Amen. So then why would we take our little (laughs) ideas that are so limited and go, yes, here it is, God. This absolutely has to be the truth. This must be right. No, 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 no. I rebuke that and cast it out in the almighty name of Amen Jesus. That. Throw that away. Don't do that. Present it. <laughs> hold up the thing, the idea, whatever it is, right? Whatever like, it is. Like what David says, bring your plans before the Lord. Exactly. This is, again, we were talking about David's mighty men earlier, mm-hmm. right? This is King David who he had a reputation for being a tactician, for being a man of war, to a skilled tactician. But you know what he was... But he brought his plans before the Lord. You know what he was a tactician at? Seeking the Lord, asking God exactly. He wasn't sitting Lord, there with the with the dirt map. This is what I'm thinking. Sweating what are, what it, forging you, it out. What do you want me to do? Exactly. He learned to ask God questions, to seek God first before Amen. he did anything, and then and allow, ask, or he was willing to allow the Lord to change anything that needed to be changed, ensuring he would move from victory to victory. Amen to that. And for us, because we have someone who is interceding our eternal and great high priest who is alive and continuously makes intercessions for us with the father, why would we not take his help? Why would we forget him and abandon him and go, I, I, sh- sh- I got this, Jesus. You just, you just <laughs> sit over there, be, be amazed, sit back and ride. Why would we do that to him when he's here and he's waiting, actually? He wants this and desires this so Amen. greatly that someone will finally get it and go, what do you say about this, Lord? And then let him be who he is. And Holy Spirit, we can ask Jesus questions, but he ministers through Holy Spirit because that's Holy Spirit's Amen. job. He doesn't usurp him. But Holy Spirit will bring to us, this is what it is. He will give us secrets just like he did for Elisha. Because well, why? At the, the root of this, it's a teaching moment. He is teaching us about the thing, whatever it is that we're, presenting, holding up before him, asking him about. And at the same time, we also get to learn, or he's teaching us about himself. And we talked about this in a few different episodes. 
those that truly want to be God's warriors, his elite force for his end time army, will know they'll have such a deep relationship with him that they know his heart. Mm-hmm. So how bad do we want to, or well, I mean bad, I mean how deep of a, of a desire do we have to know the Lord's heart in every matter, in every situation, and then have the willingness and desire to be to be obedient, to carry it out, because that's his heart. Amen. Amen. Um, so you can go to Second uh, Kings chapter six to see um, to read about what we were talking about. Um, Elisha, the Lord revealing secrets to him about the strategies mm-hmm. of the adversary. Um, I think that I think that's yeah, that should be the right one. Um, but as you move with God and you begin to love him, you can hear his tone and you pick up on that, how he says things to you, how, how is his cadence when he speaks? That means the, the inflection and how are his words being paced? How fast are they coming out? How slowly are they coming out? And is he excited? Does he sound sad? Is he mourning? Is your heart mourning with his heart mourning? That is what the Lord wants from us. And he's looking for someone who will do his will above their own. And they will seek his will and carry it out exclusively to excluding anybody else's will to do the will of the Father. And you may say that sounds like a lot, but... I'm sure you're past that moment because if you're listening to this, that means you, if you're still you've here persevered. With us, you're still amen. here. Yeah. You've persevered and you are moving into that. If you're not already seeing it, you are beginning to see that. Now we're, we've not arrived yet. There's still amen. lots more learning and training and teaching that has to happen. And, and we're going to get there, though. And by we, I mean you. Amen. So let's continue. And let's press in mm-hmm. and press forward and towards the high calling the Lord has for us together. Amen. We're moving together into that. So anything that you're facing, any question, any decision that needs to be made, um, any person that speaks to you, especially when you tend to get offended or things like that, go, Holy Spirit, what do you say about this? Pass it before him. And you are going to have to train yourself in doing this because it is not human nature. It is contrary to that because human nature is fleshly and it's carnal and it is actually at war with the things of God. But this is exactly the example that Christ showed us to pass everything before the Father. Don't make your own judgments on it. Don't think you've got it. Ask him and see what he says about it. This is especially important if you're thinking about getting married Ask Jesus because he knows whether that spouse is going to be a good parent. Well, he knows whether that spouse is going to be, and you should let Christ pick your spouse for absolutely. you. That's what we're saying. Don't make plans and then go what you say about it, Lord, after your emotions are let involved. Him, let him lead you. Let him choose everything. Amen. I don't care if it's the, the groceries you're purchasing at the store. Start on the small things. But again, this is a lifestyle. Absolutely. And work your way up to the big thing. There's, Progression has to happen. Amen. And that's Romans chapter 8, verse 7, that says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So we don't want to walk by the carnal mind. (laughs) We have the mind of Christ, and that's what we use. Amen to that. 
Amen. Okay. So now this is how we, in addition to being obedient, here's another form of training that has to come in alignment so that you are effective as a warrior for God. It's saying what he has already said. This is how you connect with the power of God. You believe it, you have confidence in its sufficiency, and you say it. Because prayer and speaking on behalf of the Lord is the primary way that we engage in spiritual warfare. So whatever God tells us to do to resolve or address the adversary or address a problem in particular or any particular situation, that's what we're supposed to do because it's the answer. And we should not deviate from that. So God sends forth his word and his word does not return to him void. So when you put his word, especially the specific word that he said concerning right after you pass everything before him and Uh he gives you instruction and word concerning it, and then you declare that out of your mouth, you will not fail. Why? Because Because it's not about you. It's about him. It's about him. And his glory, so or the, so that the Father is glorified. As you said, the word doesn't return void, but it accomplishes all his purpose. That's right. Everything that he sent it to do. Pay attention. Everything that he sent it to do in his good pleasure, it will be accomplished. So when we align with that, we're guaranteed victory. Mm-hmm. The problem comes in when we start trying to get out on our own thing and then we go, Jesus, bless it. Christ, bless it, because this is what I want. No, <laughs> smack that out of your hand. No, slap, Jesus used to slap stuff out of my hand like that all the time when I would bring my thoughts like, yeah, we're going to do this guy and he's smacking down in the dirt. I didn't say that. Nope, I didn't tell I you was that. I talking about this over here and this is what we need to do. I'm on wherever he is, is where you're supposed to be, because that is supreme and divine alignment with the Godhead and the plan of God. So can you we, put his word another way? in your mouth. Yes. It's also his best. Absolutely. It's a his perfect will. Perfect will, plan, purpose, covenant, and destiny track for your life. Amen. Not the permissive. Amen. Permissive is a dangerous Ooh, place to be. Yeah, don't go to the permissive will. Don't do it. Don't do it. That we talked about that in the previous episode. That's mm-hmm. having the blessing without the presence of God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Perfect will is where we live. We want God's best and we want to live in his perfect will and we want him the, to be pleased with the us. The perfect will is where the where God's warriors remain. That's where we live and that's where we do our business. That's it. That's our deviate. abode. Exactly. And I'm telling you what, some it's not always easy to remain in the perfect will of God. You There's so much pressure to try to do something different. Your flesh could be screaming. Emotions could be screaming. Oh, you're missing out. All those things. Don't believe it. That's the very same thing that the adversary said to woman in the garden. You're missing out when she was standing in the middle of perfection, but she listened to the lie Mm -hmm. and she took the bait. And it costs... Cost her, it cost all of us off of one choice. So, but we have the opportunity to redeem our lives now by (laughs) resting in Christ and connecting with what He's done for us. But beyond the moment of salvation, there's more. And so, that elite warrior is a diligent student and lover of God, willing participant with them who remains obedient. All right, honey, did you have any um, closing thoughts before we end this episode today? I just, well, I'll just say this. Let's examine ourselves and remove those external factors, those those things that would seek to, or because that's what warriors do. They exercise self-control, which is a 
a fruit of the spirit in mm-hmm. all things. They're not swayed by what's going on around them, right? God's warriors or warriors in general. Let's talk about the, the, the natural first, right? Those, those elite warriors, those special forces, mm-hmm. they train themselves to the point of it's, it becomes muscle memory, how they mm-hmm. are to operate. Mm-hmm. So for God's warriors, we need to get ourselves, train ourselves up in the Lord so that it becomes muscle memory, second nature, present it before the Lord, get what he, what he is saying concerning mm-hmm. it or what he wants done about it. And then say it, say what he says to say, do what mm-hmm. he says to do. Nothing more, nothing less. He will also give you the how to say or do whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then go say it and do it. Amen. Amen. And this does take practice. It does take diligent effort, but you'll succeed if you desire to do it, if you have a willing attitude about it, and if you keep at it. <laughs> you got to keep going. You got to keep working. You you may miss it sometimes, but don't let that be an excuse. Don't let that be mm. where you remain and continue to pursue God to get it right the first time. And for me personally, I don't like having to repent. No, <laughs> so, not at all. I will apologize if I need to, but I'd rather not have a reason to apologize. And that's in my walk with Christ. I don't want him to be disappointed with me. I want him to always be beaming and pleased to go, mm-hmm. that's my daughter. And I know that you share that that thought as well. Um, but as I go about my day, I make it a business. I'm willing to apologize. I'm willing to humble Amen. myself if I need to. But I'd rather just walk in such a way that I don't have a reason to apologize. That, that we're um, just following the Lord so closely. I'd rather just that, honor God the first time. That he's pleased because everything that he desires is being accomplished in perfection. Amen. Here on earth. As it is in heaven. Amen. And then I'm also loving my neighbors. Amen. The first shot. <laughs> not going, oh, I'm sorry. I punched your eyeballs. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I'd rather just not punch their eyeballs. And then I don't have no, anything to repent about. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, you're not alone Treat in this them journey. With all the love of Christ. That's right. And how the Father sees them, right? When the Lord, you know, I'm like, Lord, but this is what they're doing. And he's like, that's not what's going on. Trust me. I've got this. Just listen to what I'm saying. And I'm like, okay. Always win, always win, always win when you walk with him in that manner. All right. So we're going to close out this episode. We just want to say we love you and we want to know how you're doing. If you have any comments that you want to share, please leave a comment or send us an email at ministry at a day of org. Um, if this is blessing your life, if you have questions or if you need some encouragement, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're here as your brother and sister in Christ to help you get where God wants you to go. And I venture to say, if your heart has desired to be a part of this, um, this warrior's basic training series, then God is already stirring in you and leading you in the way that he wants you to go. So don't give up, finish the course, keep running and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.